This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Call 0845 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Four minutes after 12 is the time and Mystery Hour is upon us, your weekly opportunity to achieve satisfaction uh, of, of sorts. If you've got a question that needs an answer, ring 0845 If you hear someone else ask a question to which you know the answer, uh, the number remains the same. But do, if you've got the time, have a quick look at the archive. Go to lbc.co.uk if you're new to this. You can see a lot of the questions that have been asked before and you can also give yourself a flavour of the sort of questions that we enjoy getting stuck into because there are two grounds for instant dismissal from the switchboard. One of them is repetition and the other one is dullness, which I'm afraid inevitably remains in the gift of the management. So, the who, the why, the where, the what, the when, the whither, even the wherefore. What is it that's got you puzzled? And, uh, sorry to sound a little bit stentorian, but not only has it got you puzzled, but you uh, reasonably believe that other people, when you tell them what it is that got you puzzled, will be equally puzzled and interested in the answer as well. 0845 is the number that you need. If you hit those numbers now, you will get through. It's uh, five minutes after 12. It's by far the busiest now. I think, was it 2,000 calls we got last, last week in, in this hour alone so you you can't feel bad or take it personally if you have trouble and don't get the hump with the people who inexplicably seem to get through on a on a vaguely regular basis just know this the phone lines are open if you hear me say the phone number it means there are phone lines free uh, for example right now 0845 6060973 and we will turn over the people whose questions are not suitable for air as quickly and as kindly as we can but it's nice if you help uh, seriously if, if, if you help by uh, uh, if, if Michael and Rianne are politely inviting you to sling your hook, then sling it quickly. That's the only way I can put it. Otherwise, it gets incredibly... It's not the BBC. There's only two of them answering the phones. So if this is a BBC, there'd be about 200. So they've got their work cut out. Walk in the park for me. I just sit here basking in your curiosity and genius and injecting the, uh, the occasional pompous aside. But for, for everybody else, it is obviously a quest that is more about the travelling, hopefully, than it is necessarily about arriving. So, uh, quick reminder, the number, 0845 The website, where you can see the Mystery Hour archive in all its technicolour glory, lbc.co.uk. And the point is to achieve satisfaction. Uh, there's one other rule, actually, which is very straightforward. Uh, no cribbing. So, no reference no referring to encyclopedias or more obviously search engines it sounds a little bit old-fashioned i'm conscious of that it sounds a little bit old-fashioned but this is actually a celebration of education it's a celebration of knowledge and knowing stuff whether you know it because your granddad told you when he was bouncing you on his knee or whether you know it because you've got a phd in the uh, relevant subject we had a professor fight a couple of weeks ago do you remember that we had a a, a, a a difference of opinion between the professor of the public understanding of science at the university of brighton and the professor of robotics at the university of middlesex so you can go from highfalutin to downright ridiculous quite frankly um and I hope you'll join me in doing so. Remember, that's all you need to know. If you hear the number, you know you've got a chance of getting through. And if you hear someone ask a question to which you know the answer, ring in immediately. And you may, just may, be in receipt of a mystery hour round of applause. Shall we kick off? Is that it? Is everybody clear? Everybody happy? Jerome is in Clapton. Jerome, what is your question? Hello, James. Hello. I live in Clapton, but I'm in Barnet. But I'm very glad uh, you cleared that would... up. First, <laughs> first mystery solved. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um... 
I was listening to the OBC the other day, and there was an advert on with a voice that sounded very much like Brian Blessed. But I was wondering whether it was Brian Blessed, and it made me think, if it was someone mimicking him on the advert, can he copyright his own voice? Or as famous people, can they copyright their voices so if they're mimicked to sell a product, can they sue? I don't think they can. I, I don't know for yeah. sure, but I know John Colshaw does a lot of voiceovers, and I presume he does yeah. them in character. The only one I know, we had Morgan Freeman in the studio a couple of years ago, and he gets money off more than insurance, and they don't Does use, he? he doesn't do the adverts, but because it's more than, it's a pun on Morgan Freeman, so they, they pay yeah. him, because it's a little bit more than just using his voice, it's almost passing off. But what if, what if you had an idea, just say a bit, so, so give me the, um, boy stood on the burning deck, give me a poem, Jerome. Give you a poem? Yeah, just, just say a few words to me. Oh, James O'Brien on LBC. Um, Who does Jerome sound a bit like? Of that. Does he sound um, a bit like anyone? Imagine if you were a dead... Me. What if you were a dead ringer for Brian Blessed, vocally speaking? Should you be precluded from doing voiceovers on advertisements in your own voice? This is the question I'm asking. I don't think you could be. I don't think they could say to no? you that you're not allowed to do voiceovers because by an amazing coincidence you have the same dulcet tones as Nick Ferrari or, 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 or James O'Brien. Sure, yeah. But I'm wondering whether um, that can be something that can be... Well, exploited in a way that is unfair to someone who's made their way. It's a good and, question. It's uh, a very good question. I wonder if John Colshaw is listening, actually, he can give us a ring and answer us. Can you do Brian Blessed, Jerome, while you're here? Oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you don't ask, hey? <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, can you copyright your own voice, your vocal tones? Your vo I don't know who would know the answer to that. I'm 90% certain you can't, but we go definitive or we don't do anything on LBC. A couple of phone lines free. Remember, there's that early rush of people who are possibly new to it, discovered it through the podcast. It's made the top ten on iTunes, this podcast. So um, there are plenty of people who are not familiar with the radio show but are familiar with the podcast. Then tune in for live for the first time and don't know that we have dealt with quite a lot of these issues before. So um, if you try to get through and failed have another go now 0845 6060 i'd like to apologize to alero buttercup splendid name why do you spell out the rules of mystery hour every time you're wasting valuable knowledge time well i have to because there's lots of new people here and if i don't spell out the rules we get inundated with people who, who frankly would have benefited from having the rules explained to them can you copyright your own voice matt's in red hill matt question or answer uh, it's a question james come on matt um I would like to know where marine mammals such as whales sleep. When or where? Oh, where or if at all? Well, in because, the sea, mate. Well, yeah, but they're they're mammals, so they have to breathe air. So, you know, would they be underwater sleeping? Oh, I well, see. Surely they'd be starved of oxygen. So you don't think they sleep at all? Well, no. Th th this is why I'm asking, James. I'm curious. I'd like to know. It's a very I good don't question. Have an answer. No, I know. But what are your thoughts? What are your theories? What are your instincts well, telling you? Well, I'm, I, I feel like they must sleep. They must sleep. But where I don't is the question do. for I don't me? I, mean, do like, you know, I don't think they do sleep. Because they'd have to sleep on the surface, right? With their little blowhole poking out of the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'd, they'd have to float. If they, they can't, they can't be doing sure. that. They'd, they'd, I mean, there'd be some Japanese schooner coming around the corner. Laying <laughs> 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 themselves wide open. <laughs> It'd be evolutionarily ridiculous. They might as well paint a target on their backside and just go sailing through Tokyo. <laughs> let's, find, let's find out. That's where I do. So the question is, do whales sleep, really? Well, yeah. And, it, and if they and do, if they the, su do, the supplementary question would be where and how. How do they do it without getting yeah. a harpoon up the jack? It's 12 minutes after 12. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Two great questions. Can you copyright your own voice? And do whales sleep? If so, where? Ray's in Bloomsbury. Ray, question or answer? It's a question. Carry on, Ray. Hi. 
mosquitoes. <laughs> yes. Now, we all know they, have to, they take your blood. So we just, we've just what gone from the, the largest mammal on the planet to one of the smallest creatures on the planet. It's yep, lovely. Yep, there's, there's, a, there's a poetry to that, Ray. I think you're glossing over it. Right, maybe. Carry on. But I'm curious, though, what happens if they can't find anybody to get their blood from? Do they die in a day? Can they go on for weeks? I've got no idea. How long can a mosquito live without lunch? That's right. I quite like because they're tiny, aren't they? So you'd imagine they need quite regular. Yeah, what is it out middle of nowhere? Like, uh, well, there's no people around. Well, don't, oh, they don't just eat animals. people, do they? They, they eat, eat people. They eat animals as well. Yeah. Oh. No. So how long? Did, what's the mosquito's life expectancy if it can't get hold of any blood? That's right. Where do whales sleep? And how long can a mosquito survive without any blood? I like this. It's got a Johnny Morris flavour to it this week, Mystery Hour, hasn't it? Or a, terri- ter- it, a tribute uh, to the late Terry Nutkins. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> You're very kind. Right, thank you. 13 minutes after 12. LBC. 08456060973. Johnny is in Dulwich. Johnny, question or answer? I think I've got an answer for you, James. You think you have? Well, I'm not a lawyer, but it's okay. about the voiceover one and copyright. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that you can't copyright your own voice. However, I've come across in, an incident with an actor who, who vetoed another actor who was known as the, sh- poor, the cheap Sean Pertwee that in the advert he did for Morrison's where, you know, the 101 Reasons advert, yes. that he, re- he refused to do the tagline at the end, the terms and conditions apply, so it was beneath him. And they, the, another agent lined up this actor from Coronation Street to do that tagline, and he said, Sean Pertwee said, no, I don't want anyone even impersonating me to do it. It wasn't a copyright issue, it was just an opinion. He said he didn't want to do it, and that person wasn't allowed to do it. I, I, I'm a little uncomfortable now, is, I, I, <laughs> because I didn't realise you were going to start naming names. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I just, it's, so he just didn't... It, 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 so he did the voiceover, so, but so didn't want to do the bit at the end. Did the, did the voiceover, he didn't want to do the throw, you know, the tagline, when they go, you know, terms and conditions apply. But they, they just, they, they, they obeyed him out of politeness, rather than out well, of I guess it was legal kind of politeness, necessity. Well, I guess but that, but I know that this other guy that they had lined up regularly does Sean. He was known as the cheap Sean Pertwee. What an awful um, thing to have on your business card! I wonder <laughs> who I'm the cheap version of. Don't answer that question, please. It's rhetorical. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Mind boggles. That was. Well, so I, I need to ask what your qualifications are. I was a sound engineer many many moons ago. So you were you, you were party to this process. Yeah, yeah. And John Coleshaw does a lot, doesn't he? Another, other, he did other. Do a lot. Yeah, he did do a lot. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's more common than you might realise. I mean, certain things that they're not allowed to do, they can't say the names. So, like Anton Deck. Oh, am I okay naming names? Like oh, this, it's too late now, Johnny. If we're going to get sued, it, it, we're going to get sued. Well, they, you're not allowed to say hi. This is Ant or this is Deck, for example. You, if you're impersonating, you can't then say you are that person. Which is why the Morgan Freeman voiceover is le- legally different because there's a he's clear indication. But yeah. if you were blessed with a voice that just happened to be a carbon copy of Brian Blessed, you couldn't be legally prevented from being a voiceover artist as long as you never said, "I'm Brian Blessed." <laughs> exactly. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> and we're off. It's quarter past twelve. It's mystery hour. Uh, mosquitoes, whales, left voices, done and dusted. This is LBC. James O'Brien on LBC. <laughs> There's always one, isn't there? It's twenty minutes after twelve. Mystery hour is underway. One question already answered. Two remain. How long can a mosquito live uh, without 
supping blood. And do whales sleep? If so, where and how? Because they're mammals. Uh, how do they get air if they're sleeping? You understand the questions. The one we answered was about whether or not you can copyright a voice, to which the answer is no, you can't. If I happened to have exactly the same dulcet tones as Brad Pitt, uh, I couldn't be legally prevented from recording voiceovers or advertisements in my own voice. Um, but Gary's tweeted at Mr. James O'B to say, all right, follow-up question for Mystery Hour. We don't do follow-up questions and we don't usually do tweets, but this tickled me so much I wanted to share it with you. What if your name was actually legally Brian Blessed and you happened to sound just like him? Would you then be allowed to do an advert saying, I'm Brian Blessed? I, I presume you would. What if you changed it by deed poll? I'd be an awful lot of trouble to go to for a, for a couple of voiceover gigs a week, a year even, wouldn't it? I don't know. 21 after 12. Uh, more of your questions to come. A couple of phone lines free. Don't hang around. And if you can hear in your uh, memory banks the answers to any of the questions that are posed by others, then don't hesitate to get in touch. And do you know what? Speaking of Twitter... So many of you, I'm not going to lie to you, I lost it a bit in the last hour. Um, I know you did as well, an awful lot of you. Uh, and we will make that call from George available separately. So if you follow me on Twitter, at Mr. James O'B, or, or LBC, or both, at LBC, then later this afternoon we'll put out the entirety of that call. Because the way it ended, if you missed it, the way it ended was almost a sort of, uh, almost a guide for life, a guide for living. We had a conversation about death, and it ended George's call with some really positive advice about life. Oh, man, I'm going again. Let's get back to mystery out quickly. Warren's in Northwood. Warren, question or answer? Uh, hi, James. Hello, Warren. Good afternoon. It is a question. Good man. Okay. Um, last night, right? Right. We experienced a full moon. Did, did, was yesterday a full moon? Yep. Didn't you feel yourself acting a bit queer? I, I did not f find myself acting any queerer than usual, Warren, oh, okay. but, but I did, during a couple of conversations and subsequent changes on Twitter with, uh, shall we say, people of a certain political persuasion, I did think the bonkersness was even more out of control than usual. So there you go. There you that go. Was due to the full moon. It must have been. Carry on. Right. My question is, can one get a suntan from a full moon? <laughs> Well, you'd get moon tan, wouldn't moon burn. Well, what makes you think it's even possible? Well, because it was so bright, I almost had to wear my sunglasses. Yes, but when you went um, outside, was it was it hot, Warren? Yeah, it was lovely. No, it wasn't. It, it was about 14 degrees. The heat from the moon was yeah. not reaching northward. It, <laughs> the heat from the moon was... It, well, that's another question, isn't it? Does the heat from the moon contribute towards the temperature you're currently experiencing? There is no heat but, from the moon. Well, there must be, because the sun's... If the sun's reflecting off the moon, when the sun reflects off a window, you get heat. Yeah. So what's the difference? Well, b about a few thousand miles. Few... And a f yeah, but it could be... No, different... listen, man. No. I, there's no way you can get a suntan off the moon. Well, you can get ultraviolet light reflection off the moon, surely. Yeah, but not on anything like a level that would constitute... Oh. Burnability. All right, you'd have to maybe sit there for a couple of thousand years. It's a proper question. Would it be? I don't know. Some sort of red herring. Well, no. So you it's... honestly want to know whether or to... not the ultraviolet light reflected from the sun onto the moon, onto the earth, can reach you to such a degree that it might actually stimulate the production of melatonin from your glands? Correct. Well, why didn't you say so? Well, just that. <laughs> If this moon is a burn. yes, if moon this burn. is a <laughs> moon burn, I've got all their albums. If this, if, this, if this is a yes, I'll give you the money myself. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye, Warren. Lucy is in moon... I've got to write it down. Hang on, Lucy. Moon burn, question mark. The more dismissive and condescending I am about the idiocy of some questions, the more history suggests, the more embarrassing and... Uh, 
and humbled I will be later. But if I, if this one turns out to be less ridiculous than it initially appeared, I really will give him the money myself. Lucy's in Streatham. Lucy, question or answer? Uh, question. Yes. Um, if a volcano erupts under the sea yeah. and kind of comes up and forms an island, yeah. who owns that if it's not within the kind of fishing rights? Or if it's in international waters. So a yeah, new it. island appears in international yeah. waters. Yeah, like if oh, somebody just question. happens to be sailing past on their boat, yeah. can they claim it? I think they can. I think it's finders keepers. Losers weepers. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I can't see how else. If it's in international waters, it's a new landmass, you're the first person to stick a flag on it. That's why we own the Falklands. No one lived there for years. Ah. But I could be wrong. Why do you want to know? Have you, have you, uh... There's no one else listening, Lucy. Well, have you, have you, have you got inside is... information? Have you heard about a new island appearing somewhere nice? Oh, gosh, I wish. So yeah, I. a tropical one. That would do, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, my uh, partner listens to you every day and has this question for about the last year, possibly. And um, he's got the day off today and he's gardening, so he's got me to phone up and ask. Well, out of, out of nerves? Um, oh, I don't want him to stop the gardening. No, that, that's quite right, too. Crack that whip. Let's get, what's his name? Martin. Let's get Martin an answer to his question. Maybe Martin's got inside information. Oh, I don't know. This question's been piping around for a long time. I love that. Get through to you. Oh, bless (laughs) him. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what we can do for him while he cracks on with the gardening. Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three is a number to call. What's the law on that? On a new island because it can happen. It does happen. I mean, for a variety of reasons. Lucy mentions volcanoes, but it could also just be the falling of the sea level in a certain area. There's a village, isn't there, that got flooded for a reservoir, and when the water levels are low, you can see the spire appearing over the top. It would be. It's just outside Bristol. What's the lake called? Is it Chew Valley or something like that, I think? Or is that the Yogurts? I think it is. So it's a sort of marine equivalent of that. The the, the island emerges from the sea. Who does it belong to? It wouldn't be that valuable, given that it had just emerged from the sea. It would be a big lump of magma. But you never know. You could develop it. Uh, Oh, good. We've got our first professor of the afternoon, Professor Martin in Manor Park. Question or answer, Professor? I've got an answer for you, James. Good man. It's to the how do dolphins and whales manage to sleep and breathe at the same time. Yes. Well, same, same way we do. We sleep and breathe at the same time. But they're a bit different in that they, have, they, they still have brains a bit like ours, a left hand and a right hand brain. And what they can do is they can switch down one side and be conscious in the other side of the brain and then rest alternately. And while one side of the brain is, is working, it, it gets you breathing and swimming. Uh, so they they swim while they're asleep or uh, sort of half asleep. So they'll go to the surface a bit and then come down again. Yes, yes. They just live sort of normally on sort of half speed, working on uh, full time. Uh, like, are they always on half speed, or do they have periods of full speed and then periods of half speed? Well, well when they're asleep, they go to half speed. Yes, but they have other advantage, other features too, in, in that they have much bigger lungs as for a given uh, capacity than humans do. So of they can they don't need to breathe so often. Also, they can stand higher levels of carbon dioxide in their blood, so they don't need to breathe so frequently. So the... I mean, the questioner was asking whether whales and mammals, marine mammals, sleep, to which the answer is yes, sort of, but not in the way that we would recognise, because I think his confusion or his curiosity was piqued by the thought that they'd have to sleep still. Well, they've got this sort of subconscious thing uh, where they can go up, collect air, and go down again without breaking, well, well, half their brain is 
yeah. awake is doing that bit while the other half of the brain is asleep. You're over the line. Well, what reminders of your qualifications, Professor? Like, how can I say that? What are your qualifications, Professor? What a ridiculous... <laughs> go on, tell, go on. <laughs> I'm Professor of Robotics at Middlesex University. <laughs> what are your qualifications, Professor? Oh, dear. They pay me for this. It's 28 minutes after 12. You're listening to Mystery Hour with Professor Martin and James O'Brien on LBC and hopefully you. If you've got a question to which you need an answer, you've now got a flavour if you're new to Mystery Hour of precisely the sort of uh, intellectual quests that we go on, uh, veering quite violently from the sublime to the ridiculous. 0845 is the number you need. We've got uh, another natural history question still on the board. Mosquitoes, how long can they survive for? Bloodless, if they haven't had a meal. What's the uh, life expectancy of a mosquito that's stranded miles away from anything edible um is there any relations is there any i hesitate to ask this question warren frankly but seeing as you were kind enough to ring in it would be remiss of me not to repeat it Can, does any uv light ultraviolet light reach earth from the moon so the moon is, is is not emitting light it is merely reflecting light from the sun that will include ultraviolet light so the ultraviolet light it comes out of the sun on a grand scale hits the moon gets reflected down to the earth I'm pretty confident no one's ever got moonburn, which was a new uh, word coined by Warren. But is there actually any uh, recognisable level of ultraviolet light in the, in the moonlight that reaches us reflected from the sun? And if a new island were to appear in the English, not the English Channel, in international waters, if a new island were to appear in international waters tonight, who would it belong to? And if we wanted it to belong to us, what would we have to do tomorrow? 0845 I'm James O'Brien. It's half past 12. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. 33 minutes after 12, you are listening to LBC, back by popular demand. The theme tunes that listeners are kind enough to submit occasionally. How many have we got now? We've got about four, haven't we? I, I would hesitate to describe any of them as my favourite, but I think Fizzy 50, because uh, I think his job changed last week, so he's able to listen again. Of course, by the laws of sod, he won't be listening now, but this is, this is the, the acoustic folk mystery hour theme tune. If you're a doctor or a proctor or just sell from door to door Validation of your evidence is what we're waiting for Of the universe's trivialist questions of the year Like why it's bad to die in Delos or find cheese behind your ear Your only obligation's to obey O'Brien's law That's cool, don't text So phone up quick and don't be fit for a mystery hour applause Love it, particularly like the end, which proves he... Did it in his kitchen. And we have to credit Chris often for, uh, for launching that craze. If you want to submit one yourself, you, you know what to do. If you don't, you should be able to work it out. Let's get back to Mystery Hour. There's a phone line free, actually. Line six, if you're interested. If you've got a question you want to ask, or you can answer the questions we've already got about mosquitoes, moonburns, and recently appeared islands. Tom's in Letchworth. Tom, question or answer? Oh, good afternoon, James. Hello, uh, a question, please. Splendid. Um, my first time calling you, so I'm delighted to get through uh, with a question. Delighted you. Um, why can't spiders get out of teacups when they fall in? Why can't they climb out? Empty teacups. Yep. You think of how complicated their webs are. They can go for yards, metres, whatever, yet they can't get out of a three-inch high teacup. And I say that because I work in a China warehouse and they're always in there. And (laughs) unless you get them within a couple of days, they're dead. That's brilliant. So you've got a warehouse full of teacups. Exactly. And several of them will have spiders slowly dying. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. A, sp- yeah. a spider can't... Well, I, I mean, the web is sticky, isn't it? Not the feet. Yes, this is why I can't figure out why they can't get out. Because they throw a... They can't throw... It's not like a grappling hook. That's right. 
the I think the web they they throw it from above usually, and then swing. Oh, why am I even talking? What do I know about spiders? Why can't spiders climb out of empty teacups? I mean, I've seen them walking on ceilings, on walls. Gravity, yeah, they so defy I... gravity, yet they can't get out of a small teacup. Must be the porcelain, mustn't it? Must be something to do with the china. It's possibly the, the surface, surface, the shininess, but why can't their sticky web help them and they can raise themselves up, you know, a little bit at a time or something like that? How long have you worked in this? What, what, oh, many years now. How many? Uh, Twenty. And, and, and how long have you been puzzling over the spider-based question? Uh, since your mystery hour started, I've always wanted to ring out. I thought, no, they, they think it's a silly question, That's so I'm glad that, I did now. You listened to it before and you thought that was a silly question. You made it to be ridiculous. That's <laughs> absolutely highbrow compared to some of the nonsense that we have to deal with. What about Warren's moonburn? Is that what gave you the confidence to ring in? You thought, well, if he gets on with moonburn, I'm ringing in with my spider question. Well, I've got some, some what looks a bit like moon tan on my, on my elbow when I was leaning over my balcony the other night, so maybe he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I'll do my best. I, I wonder if we've edged towards the answer ourselves with that, that, that comment on the surface. But why can't spiders climb out of empty teacups? Who does an island belong to if it appears as a result of perhaps volcanic activity overnight in, uh, in, in uncharted waters, or rather in, in uh, international waters? Um, Portrick's been in touch, actually, to tell us there's an island that's just appeared recently off, uh, off, off China, about 100... Where is it? Where's that? Portrick says uh, there's an island currently forming in the South China Sea, about 100 kilometres off the southern tip of the Japanese archipelago. Uh, he says they've kept it. He doesn't say who. It'd be the Japanese have kept it rather than the Chinese, I think. I don't think the surname is, is, uh, is, is real on that tweet, so I won't read it out. If it is real, Pordrig, I, I, Mr. O'Diddley, I apologise. Uh, so spiders and cups, islands appearing, the UV rays that reaches from the moon as it reflects sunlight onto Earth, and how long can a mosquito live for if it doesn't get any blood? Tilo is in Kentish Town. Tilo, question or answer? Hi, James. Hello. Thanks for me. I, I, I want to contest the answer um, the chap gave about the uh, voice uh, copyright. What? Uh, this is, the, this is the, the second time the question came on, by the way. You had one about two years ago. Yes, right. uh, there's been a case. Right. Uh, have, you heard of, have you heard of Tom Waits? Who? Tom Waits? Tom of Waits. course I've heard of Tom Waits. Yeah. Tom Waits has successfully sued somebody who imitated him in a car ad about 20 years ago to the sum of £2 million. Pounds. Just you know singing? Good. Didn't actually say that, yeah, just, uh, hey, just I'm Tom singing. Waits, here's a song? Just singing, not a Tom Waits song, singing his own song. It just sounded extremely, extremely like Tom Waits. And he successfully sued? For £2 million. In, in America? In the United States. <sighs> Well, I don't know what to do now, because you can't... I mean, the, the original answer was correct. You can't... Uh, I, I can do a voiceover, and I can put on Tom Baker's voice and do it, as long as I don't say I'm Tom Baker. Well, is that internationally? But I don't know. But, I mean, if I, are you sure? So Was he singing a Tom Waits... Well, he must have been singing a Tom Waits song. No, so he hasn't. No, he hasn't. That's the thing. He sang something else that sounded extremely like... The Tom question Waits. specified, Tilo. Adverts in the United Kingdom. Okay. Sorry. No, that, no, I, I don't say sorry. I, I, Stuart's inquiries aren't always successful. <laughs> so I'm going to look up that Tom Waits story, but I'm pretty sure the original questioner was talking about adverts in the United Kingdom. I'm going to give you a round of applause anyway, because Thank you're you right. Much. And we learn from you. And that's what Mystery Hour is all about. In fact, did I issue the guarantee this week? There's usually a guarantee. By one o'clock on a Thursday, you'll know more than you did at 12 noon. See, now you do. You didn't know Tom Waits had sued, and even if you did, I bet you didn't know that... Uh, 
uh, Wales. I bet you didn't know how Wales sleep. Uh, Annalisa, is it? A couple of phone lines free before I talk to Annalisa. 0845 is the number to call. Annalisa is in Brighton. Question or answer, Annalisa? Question, James. Carry on. Why is it always busy in the maternity ward every full moon? Is without it? Without fail. It's always, always busy. I've spoken to some midwives that have confirmed that this is true because I didn't believe it. And they said it's always, always busy in the maternity ward every full moon. <sighs> do you know, James? Well, I think I do. Why is it? Well, isn't, isn't there a relationship between the menstrual cycle and the lunar cycle? See, that's because the menstrual cycle can be a bit irregular sometimes. Uh, I, I know, I know it can. I'm not suggesting it's a concrete relationship or, or, or a, you know, an absolutely inviolable one, but I, I, think, I think I've heard in the past that there is some sort of link between the moon and menstruation. Well, if you think or you know. Well, I mean, that's a philosophical question, Annalisa. But we need I to think know. I know. Because, like, <laughs> I spoke to midwives who said... Because yeah, I didn't believe it, and I've heard this for years and years and years, and I've spoken to a midwife who said, it's true, it's always, always busy. And I just wonder, because well, the, there was a full moon yesterday, it was so bright, and I just thought, well, midwives must be really not having a good time of it, because they'll be trapped in... And your evidence for this being an actual matter of fact is that you've spoken to other mid you've spoken to midwives and said, yes, "Is it true?" Yes, because I've heard this. I've heard this several. For, See, for I don't know. So, okay, so it's a two-pronged question. It's is it true that? Well, a midwife said it's true. And well, it might, so wife. what? If a midwife said it's true, she might have been mischievous. She might have been yanking your chain. No, no, I don't think she was yanking my chain because this is a. It's a really serious question, James. I yes. mean, the fate of the world rests on this answer. Uh, evidently, as with every mystery hour inquiry, I never make the mistake of considering. My, my sister will be very, very, very jealous that I got through. Will she? She always has a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I hope she gets through next week. So we want to know why. Why would a full moon bring on birth? You're on. 0845 I suppose I have to say, although I don't imagine Annalisa will thank me for it, that you are welcome to shoot that question down in flames as well, should you so desire, because um, it may not be true. It may not be built on a, on a sound premise. Uh, some suggestions that spiders can climb out of cups and that what is left there may be the skin that's been shed by the escaped spider. That's a slightly complicated answer. I don't know if it's true. And, and if you're only tweeted in, I don't know what your... Um, I don't know what your qualifications are. So that question remains. Why can't spiders climb out of teacups? Why does a full moon apparently uh, signal a massive increase in the number of women giving birth? Uh, who would an island belong to if it appeared in international waters, uh, unprompted, uh, unprecedented? And how long can a mosquito live without any blood? I you thought you'd have nailed that one earlier. There's the moonburn question as well, but the more I ask that, the more ridiculous it sounds. A couple of phone lines free, 0845 especially now that it's 12.42, especially if you can answer any of the half a dozen or so questions still on the board. Uh, where should we go? Should we go to Khalid in Kilburn? Khalid, question or answer? Question, James. Yes. James, I'm wondering, you know all mountain bikes? Yeah. Yeah? See mountain bikes. Now, the actual frame for a male bike, the bar goes across, and on the female, the frame, the bar goes vertically down. Correct. I don't know why is that. I mean, surely it should be the other way around, or if not, I mean, what's the reason behind that? Why does the bar go across on a male bike, and the bar goes down on a female's bike? it's it's the same reason why women traditionally in the olden days rode side saddle. 
Okay. Because I've got a Dutch cargo bike that doesn't have a crossbar. It's neither male nor female, but it means, and as a bloke, you don't notice this the first few times you ride it. You still hike your leg up and, and throw it over to get onto the saddle. But then when you've been riding it for a while, you realise you don't have to. You can slide on and is off that, it. So, is that definitive? Oh, completely, mate. It's the same as side saddle. It, it, it was indelicate for ladies to, forgive me, to straddle okay yeah yeah I understand. so the reason you okay. thought it should be the other way around i've had this thought myself because you can do yourself as a man you can do exactly, yourself an injury yeah. on a crossbar that's what i was thinking that's yes what I was thinking. can i get a round of applause for that question absolutely not mate <laughs> well what any what on earth empowered you to even ask for one because i've never had one on mystery hour and i've always wanted one but i mean I to be honest Khalid, I, I wasn't going to say this but seeing as you've made an issue of it now it's a really bad question every i think you might be the only person in kilburn that didn't know the answer to that themselves <laughs> I, i'm surely i wasn't no I'm no sure. you're right that's not fair scratch kilburn i think you're the only person in england who didn't know the answer <laughs> to that question <laughs> there, there is going to be a round of applause Khalid, but guess what it's for you it's all for me every single that, 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 oh, oh that's good Take care, mate. It's coming up to quarter to one. It's LBC, and you can't... I mean, you might want to challenge that, but there's no earthly way I've got that one wrong, is there? Uh, it's coming up to quarter to one. Questions that still need answers in that case. So Khaled was easily dealt with. We've got the moon, the spider, the island... The two moon stories, actually. The, the moon and babies and the moon and burning. The mosquitoes, the spiders and the island. 0845 6060973, if you can answer any of those. Time now, 12.45. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. 12 minutes to 1, you're listening to LBC. Spiders, mosquitoes, newly appeared mountains, moon burn, and the, uh, the relationship between a full moon and the labour ward. I'm told, actually, quite a few of you piling in on the uh, suggestion that labour wards get a lot busier when there's a full moon. So do we know why? 0845 And I, I'll qualify this myself, because a lot of you have rung in. It doesn't constitute a steward's inquiry. When I talked about the crossbar on a bicycle and riding side saddle being because women can't straddle they were it was considered indelicate to straddle obviously the, the the clothing plays a part in that process as well a skirt is much harder to wear with a crossbar or, or on a horse but uh, long after women started wearing trousers the um the tradition persisted and it has had more to do with delicacy than it did with uh, uh, uh clothing oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three if you can tell us why um Labour wards get busier during a full moon. Why spiders can't climb out of teacups, and who an island would belong to? How can you can you claim an island if it appears in international waters? If you get there first and stick a flag, can you claim it for yourself? Do you have to claim it for your country? I don't think anyone knows. That's a challenge. I hope we do know by one o'clock. James is in Finchley. James, question or answer? It's an answer. Excellent. To spiders in cups. Oh yeah. Yeah. So basically, what what I understand is how spiders get gripped is because they've got loads of microscopic hairs on their legs. And every surface is rough. So even if you can't feel it, like walls, ceilings, they're all slightly rough. So yeah. the hairs get into this surface and basically give them enough grip to pull themselves up. Yeah. But obviously that doesn't happen on China, and it doesn't happen in bathtubs, glasses. So, you, you, I mean, Stevie has tweeted to say, think of their feet as being more like Velcro than glue. They have little hooks that need to hook into something. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And that would explain why... They're so often found in baths as well. Yeah, that's not, it. Not just teacups. What are your qualifications, James? Do you know what? I don't even know where I heard this, but where I did see it again yeah. quite recently was on uh, Future Weapons because the American military were trying to make a suit that was based on spider legs so that they could climb up things. How's that going? <laughs> I 
don't know. I don't know, but it was an interesting concept. What, what channel is Future Weapons on? I think James the Engineer would like that one. Discovery. There you go, James. That's a new one for you to, to, to stick in your, in your programme. You're, you're totally up for that, are you? It's, it's, and what other Future Weapons are around the corner, James? So, you know, you watched it so that we don't have to. Yeah, there's loads of them. There's a um, gun called Metal Storm, which fires a million rounds a minute. A million rounds a minute? A million rounds a minute, yeah. It's an echo. Pretty mad. Yeah, loads of them. Check it out. <laughs> I will. Future weapons. Jay- oh, and it got you this, mate, so it wasn't entirely wasted. <laughs> it wasn't wasted at all. Knowledge and a mystery hour round of applause. Tony's in pinner. Uh, just let me cross that one off. Spiders and cups. Velcro feet. There you go. Question or answer, Tony? Um, answer. Good man. Um, it's an answer to the mosquito one. Um, <clears throat> mosquitoes don't generally eat or use blood. They don't feed on blood. Hey. It's only the females when the female needs to produce eggs. Really? Yes. What does the blood? What do the male eat? What does he live that on? That I don't know. Oh, all right. But all I know is that it's only the females only, you know, feast on blood when they need to produce eggs. So they 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 just wouldn't produce if they couldn't get hold of any blood. They just won't produce any eggs. That's right. And their diet is something else. Their actual food of choice on a daily basis is something else. Yes. But you don't yeah. know what. No. Qualification? How can you know that bit of? Oh, what, sorry, I saw it on the television on some nature program. Oh, okay, and it just stuck in your memory. Because I was going to say, how yeah. can you know that bit of mosquito knowledge, but not have any other mosquito knowledge at all? It was it was the the, the thing about the mosquito thing was only a brief part of this program, but it yeah that stuck in my mind. Did yeah. it have any weapons in it? Yeah, that million pound or million shot gun was in there as well. Yeah, <laughs> just give him a round of applause. I like that. So the so the answer the question was built on a false premise. Didn't it? Yeah. Well played, Tony. Uh, 12.52 is the time. Mystery Hour is still underway. Well, Moonburn, the island... I really want to know the island question. Is, 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 is have we got... You'll get through now. I'll keep a phone line free until one o'clock for the island question. If an island appears as a result of volcanic activity or tectonic plates shifting or whatever it may be, because that's what mountains... The mountains just sort of come out of the sea. I'm sounding very technical now. They come because the plates push together and they buckle up. And a mountain will emerge, and it will be an island, and it could be mine or yours, but we need to know how and, and, and when you would claim it. It's a whom and how does one lay claim to an island? 0845 if you can answer that. Uh, a couple more questions as well, actually, before one o'clock, so on your marks. Alex is in Richmond. Question or answer, Alex? Morning, James. Um, question, please. Go on, mate. Uh, the, I apologise if this is beyond before, but I really can't track it down. The, the origin of a spud. My, we were having dinner the other evening. My granddaughter said, "Why do we call, why do we call potatoes spuds?" And I could not answer. You're right. Actually, I'm surprised that we can't answer that off the top of I, our heads. I, I thought it had been on before, but I can't find it. Have you looked? Yeah. Good man. LBC.co.uk. We like that. Uh, no, I don't remember it. Jones doesn't remember it. Chances are we haven't done it before, so we'll find out. Why is a potato called a spud? It's something to do with Ireland, I'd have thought, but, but we don't know, so we will endeavour to discover. 08456060973, if you can answer that. Um, the link between the full moon and the Labour ward is particularly interesting as well, if it is indeed true. Tom's in Heathrow. Hello. Tom, question or answer? Tom! No, Hello, Tom. Hello. Tom. No, I'm James. Oh, you're James. You're Tom. Hello, James. Hello, uh, Tom. I've got, I've got an answer for you. Bring it on, the, Tom. Uh, island. Excellent. It's the, uh, the island uh, called Surtsey that uh, came up under the water uh, off Iceland back in the day. It was claimed by Iceland. And so basically, it's the first person that jumps on the island or ever sees them because Iceland was so far away from everybody else. Their fishing fleets found it first and they claimed it. That's and, it. And, and, and you can only claim it for your country, can you? You can't. I Absolutely. Couldn't, you couldn't be King Tom of. of, of 
Well, you new... could do if you wanted to, I guess. Well, we don't know for sure. <laughs> no, well, that, this is, I mean, this is going back to when I was at school. So this, this island appeared um, off the coast of Iceland. And because they're so far from anybody else, they were the only person people to see it. And they claimed it. For finders, fi- finders keepers, then. But we don't know whether yeah. or not you can lay claim to it as your own sovereign territory. Well, I think Iceland have claimed it. No, they have. But imagine yeah, if one yeah. bloke from Iceland just said, I ah, want right, it. It's okay. mine. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Thor Igmundsson, for example, or someone like that, or, yeah. or, or, or Bernard or Dottier. Dott- yeah. I don't know. Well, you're going to get a of qualifications. School. Um, I'm, I'm older than most people. That'll do. Round of applause <laughs> for old Tom. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nicely played. Uh, 12.55 is the time. Katia is in Grantham. Katia, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer. Marvellous. I can't believe I'm answering this. Uh, I don't think that moon burns do exist. So you've rung in to tell us that you don't believe it's possible to get a tan from the moon. No, no. I watched a documentary about a terrible skin condition. It's something called something pilosa. Katia, uh, can yes. I interrupt you there? Sorry. Was it you that was telling me last week about a podcast you used to do involving people dying in really unpleasant ways? Y- yes. <laughs> okay, and, and you were watching a documentary about really unpleasant skin conditions. Y- yes. It's, it quite, it's quite a social life you've got there, Katia. <laughs> You're very welcome. So okay. what did you discover about moons? Right. So imagine you've got a terrible skin condition where you are very sensitive to uh, the sunlight. Yes. Where you wouldn't go out during the day. True. But what you would do is have a lovely social life in the evening. And that's what those people do with the skin condition. Uh. Actually, there's a population in the Americas where a lot of people have this condition and they do everything. Because the ultraviolet light that exacerbates their condition is more or less absent. Absolutely. I like that. I'm still a little bit worried about your leisure time. (laughs) Thank you. You're very welcome. Katia, have a round of applause. (laughs) Thank you. Nearly there, then. So we've done the island, done the moon burn, done the mosquitoes. Is there anything left? Spud. Good old Alex. And full moon babies. <laughs> Joe's the engineer just said it by a full moon babies. I thought he was saying full moon baby. I just had a little double take there. Which we've been working together for years. When did you start calling me baby? Helen's in Finchley. Helen, question or answer? Oh, answer. It, it's to do with the full moon and birth. Oh, yes. Um, it's not true that there are more births at full moon. I used to do astrology for years, and there were all sorts of studies on it. Astrology it or gynaecology? Uh, astrology. Uh, in which you draw up the horoscope, and that gives the uh, planet's position at birth, at the moment of birth. Yes. And if if it was a fact that there were more births when the sun is opposition moon, that is the full moon, everybody would know about it. And there have been hundreds of studies. It's just not a feature. I'm going to be rude, and I'm apologising in advance, but I can't take astrology as, as, as a qualification. Well, well the, the actual... Um, this is made up. Uh, no, the actual drawing up of the horoscope is the same in astronomy. Unless you're and Russell. Russell's real. Uh, astro- astronomy and astrology. Uh, astronomy is um, drawing up, is a map of the heavens, and that's a map of the heavens no matter what you do with it, no matter how you No, you're right. It. Actually, I, I, I withdraw my scepticism because the physical position of the planets has nothing to do with faith in whether or not they influence your personality or... That's right. Or behaviour. But there is a lot of people think it's true. A lot of people have said that it's true. Oh, a lot of people believe, yes. A lot of, it's an ancient religion, polytheistic religion. Um, but the, 
but um, these studies on astrology draw up a map of the heavens, which is a concrete factual and there's thing. no And there's no weighting of distribution of birth according to location of moon. That's right. I'm going to give you a round of applause, even though the phones are ringing off the hook with people who claim they've got anecdotal evidence that there is a link between the two. I think you expressed it. <laughs> quite there you go. We'll have to do it again. We will do it again. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow from 10. Mystery Hour will be back next Thursday. I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC. The next voice you hear belongs to Julia Hartley-Brewer. <laughs>